This is the WFG National Title Insider Report, your download on the market, featuring industry experts, thought leadership, and what's trending to keep you informed and ahead of the market. In this episode, Executive Vice President for Agency Development, Chuck Kane offers his insight on the topic of lender real-time loan QA. Hey, Chuck, thanks for joining us. You know, we talked a few months ago about using technological prowess to get and keep business. What's progressed in that area since that conversation? Brian, thanks a lot. And a great deal has happened since uh, we spoke uh, a number of months ago about this. Principally, to my mind, when we talked at that point in time, lenders and software and IT providers, fintech providers, were looking at ways to have quality assessment and quality assurance overlays that they could use throughout the loan process. That is to say that, uh, you know, right now, and every title agent knows this, that if there's a problem with a uh, transaction that is closed, title agent will get a notice somewhere between two or three weeks and six or eight weeks later that, hey, we need to get something resigned. We need to get something redone. We, there is something that was an error or was missing when we closed the transaction. This costs lenders a tremendous amount of money, just as it costs title and settlement providers a lot of money to have to go back and reopen a file and then run around and get another document signed or a corrected document signed. Uh, the, what has progressed so much is that what was going back into the first quarter a great idea and something that people wanted to do and were looking to put together these types of things now are actually put together this industry is still somewhat in its infancy but uh, just uh, attending the uh, mba risk management qa and fraud prevention forum there are a number of software providers that were there who were talking about applications where lenders could come in and do their quality assessment and risk management uh, guidance from the time the application is taken and the estimate is given until the time that the loan goes to filing and disbursement so that as versus coming back weeks or months later to review a file and then get a correction uh, while that loan is sitting in suspension in some warehouse line, they would be able to do their QA such that when the, again, the transaction goes to uh, file and, and disperse, that the QA is done and the loan is sellable. And there is no QA that needs to be done weeks or months later. This is something that lenders have uh, desired for some time. And we are living now at a point in time where that technology is coming into play. A lot of it has to uh, do in terms of the, you know, the questions about the overlay and integrations with the softwares that we use in the title and settlement industry. But for the lenders, uh, there is no question that this is a hot topic and a uh, tremendous amount of interest uh, on the part of lenders to have systems that are able to accomplish this, to cut down on uh, uh, losses that are incurred because of uh, quality assurance problems. So then the obvious next question is, what are lenders looking for with real-time QA throughout the mortgage loan process? You've got a couple of dynamics here. You've got cost reduction, uh, faster turn times of loan packages, risk mitigation, I guess maybe all of the above, right? Absolutely. Uh, You know, in terms of cost, uh, it's uh, still costing lenders about $9,000 to produce a mortgage file. 
most lenders, depending on their size, will tell you that anywhere from 25 to 35% of that cost has to do with QA. And uh, what they need to do to be able to QA that file, usually post-closing, to assure that loan is sellable in the secondary market, that in the case of an FHA or VA-insured loan, it meets all those requirements. And they are looking to cut back on that number substantially because it's it's a number that they can affect a a reduction. Uh, A lot of their other costs are tied to sales other things that are not so easy to reduce, but they see that as the best place that they've got to be able to do it. Those faster turn times are very important. The average loan sits in a warehouse line 22 days. Uh, If they are able to sell that loan 48 to 72 hours and move it out of their warehouse line, that cuts down on their warehouse line costs. It also cuts down uh, on uh, the credit limit that they have uh, utilized uh, in their warehouse line that enables them to make more loans. So those faster turn times, it's the old thing that uh, time is money. And risk mitigation, that is still uh, the, uh, those are the buzzwords that still ring in the ears of lenders ever since 2008. And uh, what they can do to reduce that uh, post-closing risk is high, high in uh, their priorities. Right now, mortgage fraud is starting to creep back in, uh, not at a high rate, but it's starting to come back. So on the front end, they are concerned about that, but there hasn't been the type of instance of mortgage fraud in the last few years that we were seeing prior to the mortgage meltdown. And uh, so they're looking at this uh, uh, post-closing end and risk mitigation as being their principal place where they have risk and uh, lenders are not interested in buying back loans uh, from uh, end investors. And so uh, uh, all three of those things all tie into this because uh, it's where the lending industry has to head to uh, improve their profit margins. Now, how does this tie in with e-closing and Ron? Well, it ties in very neatly. And uh, uh, what it does by virtue of these applications that, Uh, software applications that the lending industry is looking at, uh, a lot of this is certainly expedited if a transaction can be closed entirely electronically or uh, in the case of uh, where it's been enabled, uh, remote online notarization can be utilized. Uh, You know, the desired for end by virtually every lender is a fully electronic package. Now, those of us in the title and settlement industry know that for a variety of reasons, that's not something that's just going to be the absolute norm throughout the United States uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, For a variety of reasons, and not the least of which is we have a tremendous amount of county authorities that just can't or won't take electronic documentation, uh, either by virtue of the fact that they're not enabled to by statute or they're just not technologically capable of of taking those kinds of documents. But those tend to be the smaller, more rural counties that just can't afford it. Uh, But e-closing and RON certainly uh, play into this because uh, where a transaction can be e-closed and they're utilizing these types of softwares, um, that enables the software to review uh, documents in real time electronically as versus having to deal with some paper document that has to be fed back into the system. So both e-closing and RON certainly increase the uh, efficiencies of uh, these types of uh, QA uh, overlays. 
You know, it's interesting, Chuck. I talked with Patrick Stone about blockchain a while back. It was the hot topic a few months ago. Not so much anymore. Why is that? Well, I think, you know, it was to a certain extent the shiny new toy um, going back a year ago. Also, too, was uh, something that especially the blockchain providers were pushing pretty hard that blockchain was going to be able to uh, toast your bread, butter it for you, and uh, maybe give you some jelly on the side. Um, it never was that, and anyone who analyzed it knew that it wasn't uh, some silver bullet sort of remedy for a variety of things. Certainly in the title insurance industry, there was, I thought, undue concern that uh, blockchain would somehow replace title insurance. Um, that's a whole other topic. I think it's quite the opposite. It probably drives the need for title insurance. But uh, it's certainly still out there. And when we talk about uh, these type of QA overlays, to guide mortgage transactions, the end desire for lenders is to be able to put these transactions, to put these uh, loans into some sort of blockchain format for sale and subsequent sale of uh, the loan or and or of servicing. So it's still there. Um, but um, yeah, the different conferences that I go to, and I seem to go to a lot, the conversation about blockchain has died back considerably. It's still out there. It is still certainly something that is going to be part of the future, that the desire for lenders to be able to put loans into a blockchain format. But in terms of title and settlement, I don't think we have to worry terribly about blockchain replacing us, per se, in title and settlement. Well, the only thing constant is change. We all know that in this business. What should a title agent do to prepare for all these changes? Because they're obviously going to happen. Most of them. Absolutely. And uh, again, I think that one of the main things for title agents to do in regard to these changes is talk to your lenders, be in constant dialogue with your lender customers. More and more lenders, I believe, will drive the table for a variety of reasons, even for buy-sell transactions where real estate professionals, perhaps even attorneys, uh, have driven the tables in the past. Not that they're going to go away in regard to their influence about who uh, does a settlement uh, and does title. But uh, lenders, if they're going to be able to peel back hundreds or thousands of dollars in cost in regard to a mortgage transaction, they're going to work with the title and settlement agent who can help enable that to happen. And uh, they may tell that occasional real estate agent, I know that you want to use your brother-in-law to close this, but we're not going to. We're going to use somebody who's going to be able to do this more efficiently. So uh, I think it's critical that um, title and settlement agents, uh, closing attorneys, spend time talking to the lenders they work with, whether they're a community lender um, or they're a large national lender, whoever their contacts are, so they know what's coming down the road. Also, talk to their own software providers. The major software providers uh, in our industry have been involved in dialogue with uh, the loan origination system uh, technology providers as to uh, the uh, types of things moving forward. And for those who use systems that uh, create portals or linkage with loan origination systems, uh, systems like Pavasso, DocuSign. Talk to them as to uh, what they are seeing and what dialogue they are having. So it's a matter of talking to people, getting ahead of the curve, because when this hits, it could hit very suddenly in regard to a lender uh, where, uh, and again, even a community lender or credit union 
because it's whoever they're utilizing to sell the loan has now come to them and said, you know, you can save a quarter of a point uh, or a certain number of basis points in regard to uh, the cost of sale of a loan. If you utilize these systems, those lenders will jump on it very quickly. And so, again, the major thing is just to stay ahead of the curve. Talk to everybody that you deal with in IT. Talk to your lenders. If your lender's IT people will talk to your IT people, do it. Uh, don't be afraid of it. These are systems that I believe, as it moves forward, is going to save our industry millions and millions of dollars. Because just as the lenders going to be, will be able to QA their loan for their purposes, they'll be able to QA it in real time for our purposes. And so that retouch or reopening or redo of the file, that uh, in the ideal world and, and now potentially may be something that is simply in our rearview mirror. Thanks to Chuck Kane, WFG's Executive Vice President for Agency Development, offering insight on lender real-time loan QA. And thank you for partnering with WFG. To learn more about our unique process, systems, and technology, visit WFGAgent.com.